heat and dirt. Air like molasses. Eighty degrees, but it was early still. One hundred and fifty feet from his tent to the hut, though it seemed further in the hot, wet air. Jake was good at that sort of thing, figuring out temperatures, people's height and age, the desires of their secret hearts. From habit, he checked his watch, half past seven, and rubbed the titanium-cased face for luck. The watch had been a gift from his parents on his thirtieth birthday. It was much too nice, and certainly too expensive, and a bit too big for his size. But then again, wasn't everything? He'd been embarrassed by their generosity, but pleased with the gift. In the three years since, it had been a lot of places with him, some of them dicey, and he'd grown superstitious. As long as he wore the watch, he'd come home safe and successful. Safety mattered in the backwaters of the Amazon, but success this trip was critical. He drew a breath and stepped into the palm-sided hut, occupied by the man he'd come a long way to see. The hut felt dark inside after the bright sun. Dust motes hung in the still air, caught in the thin shaft of light streaming through a small slit in the wall opposite the door. The man, Mogus, sat cross-legged on a thick woven leaf mat. An identical mat lay across from him. Beneath the mat, the packed dirt floor was a brown so deep it was nearly black. A pile of small stones lay near Mogus, and nothing else. So it wasn't living quarters. A place for gatherings? It struck him as odd. Why would the Tabna, a small tribe of twenty-seven people, need a building just for that? Unless a bedroll was stashed out back, that was possible. He'd been well briefed for this meeting, but the briefings had focused on what someone else thought he should know, not the small things he might wonder about. Magus squinted up at him, appraising. Not very tall, are you? The man's voice through the translator was rich and deep, a bow drawn slowly across cello strings. The raisin-sized translator nestled in Jake's ear droned, sorting language from the background noise of calling birds and nattering monkeys. Three and a half feet, Jake said, knowing the measurement had no meaning for the Tabna man. About the same height as you. The older man was thin and wiry, and though Magus calmly sat, Jake felt an electric energy in him. His face was interesting, golden brown skin barely wrinkled with age, and loam-colored eyes, high cheekbones, broad nose and thin-lipped mouth, three precise rows of vertical scars on each cheek, the scars rubbed with yellow dye. The man's features went together so well, he seemed more drawn by an artist's hand than something natural-born. Jake felt Magus inventory him in return, the man's eyes flickering over him, Blue shirt, khaki shorts, leather hiking boots, dusty brown hair, longish, blue-gray eyes, sunburned skin, glazed with perspiration. Jake certainly didn't look like the Salesian missionaries who discovered the previously unknown tribe, each priest tall and dark of skin, hair and eyes. He wondered what Magus made of them, of all of them, the five pale men and one brown man who'd come to see him now each for his own reasons. Magus ran a knuckle across one of the scars on his right cheek and adjusted the blue and red parrot feather circlet at his neck. Other than the feathers, he wore only a leaf folded around his penis. The Amazonian humidity had plastered Jake's shorts and shirt to his body like an ill-fitting skin. He resisted the urge to pull the fabric away. Magus glanced at the empty mat across from where he sat.
indicating that Jake should sit. He cleared his throat. How was your journey? Difficult, Jake said, settling onto the mat and crossing his legs into a loose pretzel form that mirrored his host's. We traveled the Amazon and the Japura rivers, then branched off to a tributary with terrible rapids. One boat turned over, no one was hurt, but we lost supplies and equipment. We hiked six days through the forest with our gear on our backs to reach you. The older man gazed at him. You've been other places? he asked, making no comment on the ordeal. Many, Jake said. Banshees screamed in trees. Howler monkeys. It was hardly the first time Jake had heard them, but the sound still made his shoulders tense. Magus tapped his chest. I, too, am greatly traveled. Jake nodded and kept his face blank. Well-traveled was a matter of perspective.